Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast where your hosts, I'm Dan and I'm Lou, are going to pick a subject each week and, well, cast our views on it. So this week, in um, in what was an unintentional, but it's I like the way it's gone out or, or, or the way it's panned out, Lou, is I'm going to pick a lighter subject because it seems to be I pick the light, fluffy, jolly ones and you pick the dark, harder hitting yeah, ones. I am, I am like the Sith Lords and you are the Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that. And actually, that will come back later on. <laughs> Last week's episode, we discussed social media and we discussed the darker side of it. But we wanted to make sure we set the record straight that we don't think social media is terrible. It's just there are dark sides to it. So this week, I want to flip you know, talk about the flip side of the coin. And let's talk about the lighter side of social media and the good it can do and fun stuff it can bring. So um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, last week was a little bit um, depressing in the fact that all we did was really kind of rag on every social media and why they're all horrific and all the terrible things that come about them. Um, But obviously, there are some good things. I think um, as of recent, maybe over the past one and a half, two years, I think that social media has seen itself really take like forefront in terms of actually benefiting people's like lives coming into coronavirus and obviously with lockdowns and all that sort of thing that was happening. Social media was really the only way to keep yourself kind of connected to both the world and other people, really. So you had the likes of social spaces online kind of becoming your getaway where you would have had your your real life social event beforehand. In reality, I think that that's probably where I've noticed as of the past two years, that's kind of where I've actually appreciated social media a little bit more, maybe. I mean, previous, I just saw it as somewhere that you looked at maybe funny memes and um, and, cat videos. Yeah, cat videos, dogs and that sort of thing. Um, And then all of a sudden it actually became like a proper hub for staying connected with people that you actually just literally couldn't see anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably evolved in that way. Nowadays as well, there's kind of communities online for everything. Whatever you've got an interest in, there is a group of people out there that will share that interest in you, interest in you, interest yeah. with you. Well, well hopefully people <laughs> well, potentially, are Potentially, I mean, you us, know, yeah. <laughs> Match.com is still a thing. If you, if, you know, you want people to be interested in you, that's another good social media yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're in need. Um, what you said is true. So I remember first setting up social media profiles either i can't i can't remember when this is a thing now because i didn't realize uh the other day i saw it was my anniversary, and i think it was like 2014 and i couldn't believe i'd been on twitter for seven years i keep thinking of things like twitter like only being a few years old it's mad yeah it, it, it is but i think twitter i think nowadays is is what 2006 was it set up i think oh, was it really yeah if I, if I remember rightly so in actual fact twitter is probably one of the more kind of like recent social medias on the grand scale but yeah i mean it it did start off like that it started off as a thing where like okay you know you post messages you use it as kind of your daily diary and and then it kind of became something that was actually you you speak to people on social media more than you probably do nowadays in real life but that's not necessarily a negative thing in actual fact you're probably more in tune with people's lives that you're good friends with now because you have the ability to share with them what's going on in your life without having to see them almost well this is it and and that's what i was gonna say so even facebook i'll probably set mine up a few years before twitter and i, I remember looking back at it you know because obviously i was hilarious then as i am now but i think my first tweet uh first tweet my first post was i don't know what to put here and, and i think that said it all because i, I think i did do it just to i almost said keep tabs on i didn't mean to say that oh that's a that's a slip to just see what my friends and family were up to and and you know i think we've i think we mentioned before like we've you know our family we've got italian family and it was it was a great way and it's been a great way and it is a great way of keeping in touch with some of my cousins you know to to see what they're they're up to 
yeah, now I use it for a hell of a lot more. And it's interesting what you say. I think, you know, it's that classic thing when you're at school or, or you're at work, you have to talk to the people you're with because you're physically with those people, whether you yeah. share interests or not. But online, you don't have to. If if you come across someone or you meet someone like, you know, back in the day, the, the old Xbox Live parties and things like that, <laughs> or even on Twitter, you don't have to talk to someone you don't want to. So if you do make or, or join groups or, or make friends or acquaintances on, on social media, you'd like to, sometimes they can be more genuine because you don't have to talk to that person. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. It's kind of like you create familiarity just by virtue of the fact that, again, you kind of just know what's going on with someone almost. And that's quite cool. In, in, in reality, I mean, you know, I'm going to say my day as well, because I guess social media wasn't as huge of a thing when I was at school, but it was starting to come about. Like, I think I had my Twitter profile when I was probably about 14 was when I first got my Twitter profile. So as a result, I guess back when you were a kid, there was nothing like that. Like the people that you knew at school were the only friends that you had the potential to be friends with. There was no kind of open opportunity yeah. to get to know anybody kind of outside of that there was no ability to specifically get to know people that were interested in the same thing as you if you just got lumbered together with a bunch of dickheads that was just an unfortunate <laughs> unfortunate reality really wasn't it whereas now you can kind of come home from school if you're at school or come home from college or, or uni or whatever it is and you can now have like entire communities of people that are probably closer than friends that you would have had in real life you know or even if you've got people now like you've got friends that move to the other end of the country or the other side of the world you can easily keep in touch with them it isn't a case of having to write a letter and, and god who, write, who writes letters anymore if you do write letters you know handwritten letters please email us and let us know i struggle to write emails <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's but that's the thing you know you used to either be a phone call which depending on where they were could cost a fortune or or it was letters which would just take ages and like i said i just don't want to write them but now it's, it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's you know, it's WhatsApp, it's 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 TikTok videos. It's you're you can keep in touch with the people that in the past you probably would have lost touch with. You know, I've lost touch with a yeah. lot of school friends, and it's not. It's just because you know shit happens and life happens, and you move on. But if we had probably the social media we had now, then that may not have happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually. Because because thinking about kind of my time at uni and that sort of thing, and how many people, for example, went off to might have been international. Um, and then went off, you, you realise like it's actually so easy to ping someone a message just to see how they're doing. Whereas previously, before the likes of Twitter, your Facebooks, there just would have been no facility for that whatsoever. You would have just grown apart. And and again, it's it's not by virtue of the fact that you don't care. It's by virtue of the fact that, like you said, you know, life almost kind of gets in the way. But now yeah, yeah. it's almost kind of a break in that in that to to kind of allow you to be better connected. That's kind of, I think, one of the biggest kind of positives that I would yeah. look at from social media is the ability to be connected with people. I mean, sure, it does seem weird. You know, if you've got somebody on Facebook that's like had a kid or something and you see them randomly once in the middle of the street, like, oh, you had a kid. And they're like, yeah. And you're like, well, you did post it on Facebook. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I guess it comes across the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of over-familiarity, maybe. We're but back no, to the no, dark yeah, side. This is last week. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's probably yeah, one of the biggest positives that, that social media kind of gives you is the ability to be connected without actually having to be in the room with someone. So for me, I remember kind of internet slash social stuff coming more when I was at college and and I think the thing we have lost because there's no need for it now because of like WhatsApp and Messenger and that was um the older internet chat rooms we used to have <laughs> there's probably a good reason we lost those as well but do, do, I, I don't know where 
did you have like MSN Messenger? Oh no, I didn't have enough friends at school for that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lou, no, I don't believe that. But the old chat room where, like, I, I remember, well, no, probably shouldn't say, but you used to you used to be able to wind up your your mates at college because you you just log in with a name talk to them and then you could log out <laughs> log in with your real name and they wouldn't know who they were talking to it's uh yeah it was, it was the early what was it is it the early form of catfishing is it is it yeah 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 basically <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so we kind of had the chat rooms but then even then it felt more of a an oddity it felt more of a a fun thing to do oh i'm talking to someone in america and that was it rather than it being what it is now. And that is a full-fledged way of conversing with people. But yeah, anyway, I kind of, I think I digressed a bit. I, I, you know, I'm just talking about, yeah, only getting sort of social things when I was at college. So, Well, you know what, though? That's the kind of thing I think, whereas it was seen as a bit of like, a, it, almost kind of like a novelty, I guess. You go home and you can chat with your mates in like a, a chat room. Whereas now, like, people actually genuinely do like build meaningful relationships, whether that be like, friendships or actual relationships through social media i guess people are getting are seeing it as as again when you look at the positives again of social media i know that you know you can have your opinions on online dating for instance yeah. but ultimately again there was a period of time where if you worked in a particular town or wherever you worked you ultimately were only ever going to meet someone that was just in the vicinity of where you were <laughs> yeah, well, that's so whether, it, yeah. you, whether you did or didn't kind of get on with someone whereas now you go on you can go on a website and you pick everything that you're into you you, you get matched up with people that are kind of exactly into the things that you are and you're probably building more meaningful relationships nowadays i guess but isn't also the dating side aside isn't it fantastic though that people even from you your age you said really it was around 14 and and now it's even is from even younger but the ability to speak to people from a completely different country so easily back in my day it kind of blew my mind i was talking to oh this this girl's in canada this guy you know is in germany whatever it, it just felt amazing that i was able to have conversations with people around the world yeah maybe that's one um, aspect we take a little bit more for granted now because it's so easy like you look online and, and again like stuff that's trending all over the world like you genuinely can like have a conversation about like anything to do about what's happening in a particular country like i i remember when when you see kind of online trends for for like if there's social issues or or issues going on in different countries ultimately you can genuinely get a really good insight from a person that is sitting 2000 miles away yeah, from yeah. behind your computer screen that's quite cool as well i mean it's one of the things i was going to mention but i guess what it means is okay talking to people online they're not it's not like having someone there with you and and can you say they're really friends if you've never seen them but i guess you can have the option to almost feel like you're never alone yeah yeah that's it yeah that's a good way of putting it like, I'll, I'll never you know what i'm gonna give a good personal example and it's okay, gonna go come back it. to kind of yeah. online gaming but i'm gonna keep it in I'm, i feel like we can still keep it under the umbrella of social media because it's a very very cool story it's our podcast so, we could do what we want yeah do what we want <laughs> um so i used to play on my playstation on my playstation 3 i used to really love call of duty world at war now obviously i was I far too to. young to actually be playing call of duty world at war but i spent basically every waking moment not at school on that game and i remember playing with a guy just randomly in a lobby and i used to have my microphone on because obviously you know everybody did back in the day it was weird um and i remember getting speaking to this guy or he was probably the same age as me like school basically um, and we ended up playing call of duty for years and years and years just in the same lobbies random guy never spoken into him in my life and he had a really distinctive gamer tag and so I remember I made the switch from like my PlayStation to my Xbox 
And then I logged on to Call of Duty and it was World War Two. So this is the one that's now come out, what, probably like 10 years later. And I remembered being thrown into a lobby and I used the same gamer tag that I had when I was on my PlayStation. I remember getting thrown into a lobby and I looked on my team and I was like, I swear I know that name. No and way. I sent this person a message and I said, I was just like, look, I used to play Call of Duty World War, World at War with a person who had this exact same gamer tag, but you were on playstation we were on playstation and this person legit sent me a message back being like no way oh, <laughs> i wow. remember this game attack <laughs> and so we ended up adding each other on the xboxes and i was like oh my god i haven't spoken to you in years but it was weird it was a weird you never moment told me that. Like, you, you never told me that man. honestly i have never oh, I, I literally i looked at this tag and i was just like you know what that looks so familiar so out of the blue, i was just like you know what i send a message because again the likelihood of somebody having a name that was that unique i was just like no chance and so I sent a message, and, and in the end, it turned out to be the guy that I played Call of Duty with like 10 years ago. Look at that. Uh, it was very, send, very send cool. Send him a message, see if he's listening to this. We, yeah, yeah, you know shot. what? Maybe we'll get him on for a guest episode. <laughs> yeah, get him on, get him on. Actually, that would be brilliant. Actually, we should do... There you go, you've given me an idea. We should do a um, an episode on coincidences or, or unbelievable kind of coincidences. Yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, mad coincidences. Yeah, yeah. Like one in a million. <laughs> But yeah, and, and, and while you're saying that, actually, you reminded me that I used a lot of forums and, you know, Football Manager, I used to be, oh man, I was crazy addicted to that when it was, I think, uh, what it, it used to be called Championship Manager, I think, and then it became Football Manager and I was just addicted to that and they had their forums. I ventured once, I was brave and I ventured into the off-topic forum rather than the thing about <laughs> the game and... And there I made, you know, friends, quotes. I made a couple of friends. I was talking to some people and one of them said, oh, because I had an Xbox at the time. He said, why don't you join us for a game of Call of Duty or FIFA with those two games? And I ended up, there was a core of about seven or eight of them. And I played with them for years as well. And it was it was great. It was either, every night it was either playing Call of Duty or FIFA. I think between us, I, I used, I'll never forget, we used to play like, um, it was Domination and Team Deathmatch and Search and Destroy in <laughs> Call of Duty. And we went on between us. We all went on. We managed to get like an unbeaten run of uh, 100 games plus between us. <laughs> so I'm, I'm broken. And, you know, the only reason kind of stopped was because they went to um, PlayStation. Uh, I think it was PlayStation. It had been PlayStation 3, wouldn't it? Oh, no, PlayStation 4. And I went to Xbox One. But I stayed with Xbox. Microsoft, you hear me? I stayed with you. Um <laughs> But yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is, again, people I hadn't met, had never really spoken to, you then sort of join up online and there's that close-knit community. Because again, there were people, if I didn't want to, I wouldn't have had to speak to them. I could have just not not done it. But they were a group of people yeah. that I wouldn't have met otherwise, Yeah, you know, yeah. and all around the country, really. So, so again, it's just to say that it can bring people together who would be great friends can't be because geography would have prevented that do you, do you see yeah, what I'm saying? yeah 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 that's the thing and that's the cool thing about it ultimately you know you potentially got a best mate at 500 miles away you just don't know it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by virtue of the fact that you just won't bump into each other at any point i really want my best mate to be in hawaii <laughs> <laughs> well you know what as well again like kind of going back as well to, to kind of what we've experienced with covid and that sort of thing i think that with social media, it was quite good for keeping people entertained with each other to do kind of fun things that, you know, they, they would have enjoyed together. So, like, I don't know if you remember, there were a couple of trends that kind of circulated on, like, Twitter, where, you know, it was like people doing keepy-uppies with toilet rolls. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was obviously, you know, we're we're long past it, thank God. But obviously, there was the toilet roll shortage, and then it was people doing keepy uppies with toilet rolls, yeah, and then uh, tagging three of their mates to post the video to see who I, could do the most. I called them rich people. If they had enough toilet roll to be played keepy up with to put on Twitter, <laughs> then they were rich. <laughs> yeah, you know what? In actual fact, it was just people rubbing it in your face yeah, that they'd been yeah. to Costco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was stuff like that kind of over pandemic that kind of made me realise, you know what, this is actually not too bad. When when you look at, you know, all of the good that you can actually do, like ultimately you're still able to have fun with your mates, like from the comfort of your own home. And you look at like Zoom and I think yeah. what was that app? Do you remember at the beginning of like the lockdowns? I think it was early in, in oh, two thousand twenty. Was it yes. House Party? Is House Party or something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like all of a sudden the app that everybody was using. You I had remember getting like, a message from games. your dad about it, who's probably the least uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> techie or internet person and i got a like, message from him saying download this app <laughs> yeah like his his technology knowledge kind of on his phone expands to maybe whatsapp <laughs> all of a sudden even he was like yeah house party this is class <laughs> actually you're spot on i think social media was massive it has been and and you know seems obvious in hindsight but during the pandemic how vital that's been people but the thing is as well i mean you look at people i think people really struggled as well over the course of like lockdown and restrictions because obviously you know people were actually just confined to their houses and ultimately you know people's the the thing that people look forward to is having a weekend off work where you can go and meet up with your mates or if you want to spend it playing xbox with your mates whatever you might want to do but the the inability to actually get out really took away from the social element that a lot of people enjoyed yeah yeah um you know and so and again when you look at social media for instance you know people that really loved going to the gym and it was like basically life like you look it was online classes it was online people jumping into sessions together online to do workouts like in in their living room and that sort of thing which is again something you would have never have had the ability to do previously which is where you still whilst you're you know locked away social media has given you the facility to still enjoy your hobby with the people that you would have wanted to enjoy it with so yeah i think it's it's been really prominent over the course of the last two years in terms of the actual good in terms of being connected with people that it's done one of the main things i jotted down to say you know about the good of social media was about finding friends or, or people of similar interests to you but I can also imagine as a younger person or you know especially if you're an introvert or someone who doesn't necessarily like to go out so much or socialize because it's not always easy especially now there's a lot of people who are probably already maybe a bit introverted and then you throw in a virus that's sort of ravaging the world at the time to be able to speak to other people your age like we said, without having to necessarily venture out or to feel like you're putting yourself at, at your comfort zone, knowing you can slap slam that laptop lid shut down at any time. It, yeah, it's yeah. probably massive. You know, and I said, to, obviously, to keep in, in touch with family members. Again, COVID has probably highlighted how important that is as well. It, you know, because a lot of families now probably spread all over again. They're not necessarily all confined to the same city or town. What else have you have you got? Well, you know what? I mean, last time we looked at lots of idiotic challenges. Sorry, I shouldn't say idiotic because that would you know no you know what they're idiotic challenges because the people that did a lot of them were idiotic. Um, I mean, people setting themselves on fire and that sort of thing. If was, you're was, eating was a bit dishwasher mad. tablets, it's idiotic. <laughs> um, but but there's a kind of been a couple of instances where you've seen social media trends that have, have kind of been relatively harmless and also done quite a lot of good. So. One of the ones that I really distinctly remember was, do you remember the ice bucket challenge? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. 
obviously, I think it spawned in America. I think is where it started. You know what? Even all the bad ones started in America. But we'll give the 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 credit as well where uh, where the good trends start as well. Um, it started in America, um, and obviously, it was to raise awareness um, for ALS. And I'm not going to butcher the pronunciation, um, so I'm going to refer to it as ALS. Um, and basically, the challenge was people would. Um, would basically pour buckets of ice water over their heads and for a brief moment it was i think supposed to simulate like the the feeling that people that suffer with als have all the time um is is, i think what the the premise was um but you looked at it and actually did take the world by storm like you had celebrities getting involved i've got some stats just about um kind of how many videos and 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 how many people were actually talking about it at the time so this is back in 2014 so social media was obviously still huge um um but again, I feel like it's just got exponentially bigger over the past kind of 10 years. Um, but this was mid-2014. And between June and August of 2014, there were 1.2 million videos about of the Ice Bucket Challenge that went up online. And there were, at its peak, 70,000 tweets a day about it. You see, that that amazes me for two reasons. One, how many there were, but also that it was 2014. Yeah, I, I can't know. believe it's that long ago. Because I feel like, yeah, yeah, because it does actually feel way yeah. sooner. But the thing is, as well, I think at the time, when you look at 2014, to be considered to go viral now, how many retweets do you really think you need on Twitter? Probably a million, I reckon, to be considered proper viral. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. A, a, a fair few hundred thousand at the very minimum. Whereas back then, you kind of only needed maybe like one or two thousand retweets. And it was kind of like you were you felt social media famous at the time. I've had so, six. Again, That's viral <laughs> Yeah, I think I had 42 once. I got retweeted by like a YouTuber. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. All right, well, rub it in, why get, don't you? Get me my star on my walk of fame. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, and, and the whole drive behind the challenge was obviously for donating money to um, various charities that all kind of supported um, research um, and that sort of thing. So I got, um, again, some stats in terms of the actual money that was raised. So globally, across all of the charities that are specifically dedicated to ALS, in terms of excess amounts of money that they didn't anticipate um, earning, um, they earned just shy of $250 million um, excess of what they would have expected to have pulled. Um, And again, it was just because by virtue of the fact that so many people online were dumping buckets of ice water on their head. And I just think to myself, what was previously something that was completely unknown to to anybody that wasn't affected by it all of a sudden became world stomping news everybody knows what this is and all of a sudden you've got millions of people donating money for a cause that they've they've only kind of just found out about yeah and that's the thing because yeah it was known as the ice buck the ice bucket challenge but it was also a lot of the time it was said as the als ice bucket challenge you know so that that the reasoning was there as well so people could then look it up or 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 ask what that was yeah this is the thing and and you know what i think back to it and it was actually quite a cool period of time i mean you had celebrities getting involved that were turning around and telling people to donate to charities i think you had like ex-presidents and all sorts at the time that were getting involved and and it's like i've never seen a trend like that where you've had so many high profile people as well be involved well i remember well firstly i remember at the time being annoyed that nobody had nominated me, but also thinking <laughs> how foolish I'd look doing it on the video. <laughs> so, it was, but I remember seeing yeah videos of children 
you know, and obviously they weren't dumping huge buckets of cold ice. It was like probably a basin full of cold water rather than ice cubes and everything. You know, you had little toddlers getting involved. I'm sure they probably even did it with animals, you know, <laughs> pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not in a mean way, you know. And it, 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 yeah, like you said, it captured young and old sort of across the world. And it just was something everybody could do. I mean, I saw some people get hurt because they got carried away and doing it, trying to do it with like, dustbins and then yeah, and the diggers and like, <laughs> yeah yeah like people yeah. pushing dustbins full of yeah. ice water off their yeah. roofs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable but but, <laughs> but the base concept of it was something fun and that's something that anybody could do and and the message yeah, and it, was there that's what i was trying to say the message was for what it was initially started for was always there yeah and that's the thing i think that you know what that's that's kind of a good example of a social media trend where ultimately it's it's been set out to do something good and it's actually really achieved that i know that some people did criticize it at the time by saying it was kind of like performance like you know it was a case of our oh, people don't actually donate money but in any case irrespective of that it did raise a quarter of a billion dollars for charities that they wouldn't have had previously so you look at the actual benefit that there's been and i think you know what you can pass it up off uh, pass it off if you know there was a, there were people that did, did it and didn't donate or whatever it was because you know it, it did do a world of good and so that that was a social media trend that i always remember taking the world by storm and people genuinely felt good it was like one of the last times where i i feel like people genuinely felt like they were doing something good and positive um, with, i think with social that media. is and that probably still is the last really viral and by, and by that, I mean, we just said anything could be viral now, but I mean, the fact that, you know, I know people that did it, it was, our, some of our relatives done it. it, it was worldwide and it was, I think it was the last thing that really has captured the, the people around the world yeah, to yeah. do that single thing. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I know there's some others that, that I've made a note of. They were more fun things rather than for something for charity. Um, I think I'm going to get this first one wrong, but was it the Harlem Shake? The Harlem Shake. <laughs> that's, that's the one, right? It, it, it was, was that, the Harlem it? Shake. <laughs> and I know a lot of people got annoyed with that in the end. I, I don't see why. But it, was, it, was, it was something fun. Yeah, I did one. I did one at uni. I was at uni at the time. When was when was that? That must have been 2014 again, I think that was. But yeah, I remember doing one at uni. And again, you had like celebrities getting involved. And that's that's a very good example of, you know, like a social media trend or challenge that in actual fact doesn't hurt anyone. It's just a bit of fun. And it's just a way to have a bit of a laugh online. So, you know, comparatively to what we talked about last week, I kind of really get on with with the Harlem Shake videos because they were just like, a bit of a laugh because people took them to extremes but they didn't go out of their way to hurt themselves by taking them to the extreme you know people got in costumes or decided to do it in public and that sort of thing so to me yeah that was that was quite a funny one actually i think yeah just having a quick look i think it started in 2013 and and have i got it right so what it was it would focus on some people so it was a song i think called the harlem shake wasn't it which starts off fairly slow or low-key yeah and then you'd have a video of people and they'd be either standing motionless or doing something mundane. And then when the beat kicks in, it would cut back and everyone's just doing something crazy, right? You've got inflatable. Yeah, like there's a dude with his shirt off. There's <laughs> yeah. somebody all of a sudden who's in like a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yeah, inflatable monsters. Right? And, and again, yeah, again, it was just something fun. And I think what for me, what, what was good about that, there's that visual element where it's the, the serene and then the crazy. And then you've got that music element to it. You know what? I'll actually have to see. I'll see. I don't think I've got a copy of it. I'll see if I can pull my old Harlem Shake video, the one that I did at university, and we'll see if we can put this out on one of the socials. Maybe we should do one. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to say let's uh, let's bring some of these uh, fun ones back. I'm not going to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Crazy. Maybe maybe 
maybe we could spread some cheer on the internet by doing some positive, fun, and harmless social media trends, bringing them back to 2021. Yeah, back back to the future. Let's do it. <laughs> if you can dig that out, absolutely. Let's 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 get it online. Let's get people joining us. Then the other one I had in mind, and the only reason it came to mind was because you know you you often get these company the old company days where you go off site and you talk about the company's values and visions and et cetera, et cetera. We had one of those and we did this there, which I thought, well, if it's hit our company doing it, it was great. And it was the um, the mannequin challenge. Oh, yeah. So do you remember that? So again, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For, for people, if, if you hadn't heard it, it was, um, I think it was 2016. And it was a video where you would just, everyone would just have to be still like a mannequin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and somebody with a camera would obviously move around it, so it would look. If you did it well, it would look really effective. And again, it's just anyone could do it. It could be any age because all you have to do is stand still. But it was about who could come up with the creative things, wasn't it? So some people would probably look like they were about to fall out of a window or something, or you'd have people <laughs> yeah, yeah, arguing. Yeah. So so whilst it sounds a simple thing, it was about who could come up with the most creative version of it. Yeah, I remember because it started to get to a, a, an absolutely mental point. I remember there were like artists that were on stage at like music festivals who would legitimately have like 10,000 people sat in front of them and they would specifically go out to do a mannequin challenge. I think as well, uh, if you've not seen it, you need to, but it's um, James Corden's one because I think he'd had his American talk show and they did one which was basically the entire audience walking through the studio and that one was absolutely brilliant as well but again like you say it's a trend that's literally just there to be a bit of fun and it's solely reliant on how good you can make it like there's no worry for you know you breaking a bone but it's all about who can actually do this the best <laughs> i think yeah the, the, the james Corden one you mentioned i've actually got it here it was um it lasted actually more than two minutes 30 seconds and it involved the entire crew backstage area and studio audience i mean yeah, yeah. that's a hell of a, a challenge um <laughs> but but yeah and that's and that's the thing and nowadays because these things are quite popular you do get a lot of the celebrities jumping on it and the sports teams um uh, jumping on it but again it was just it was a fun one and it's it's probably the only one I could say I've actually participated in. Um, didn't involve much. I just stood still. I think I was actually reading, pretending, <laughs> sitting, sitting down, pretending to read a paper, I think. So. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I can't remember. I think I might have done a mannequin challenge because, again, I feel like, I'd maybe, you know what? Maybe social media has just changed because I feel like the best trends did come out of that 2013 to 2016 period because you had the mannequin challenge, the ice bucket challenge, the, the Harlem shake. You know what? I'm going to nerd out a little bit, but I've got kind of another, <laughs> um, <laughs> another, another like smaller one. Again, I think we talked about KSI in a previous episode. Um, yeah. In, in context, but I remember when he was um, ever so slightly smaller. Do you ever remember? Like, it was I don't know if it was called the Get Hyper Challenge, but I think it was a song that he'd created, and they, he ran a competition online um, to like I think get in the video the official music video right. and this song again had like a really heavy drop and it was just a case of a person walking into like a public space I guess and then as soon as the beat dropped basically just throwing limbs everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like somebody walking into the middle of a McDonald's and then all of a starting like stun suddenly starting like dancing erratically in the middle of a McDonald's but again people took it to extreme like not extremes but yeah. people took it like to the next level where all of a sudden it was a group of mates that would go and do it in the middle of like a packed ball and then everybody was looking at them like what is going on <laughs> but I remember that one being quite funny again on a smaller scale yeah I don't remember that one but it does sound 
intriguing. <laughs> I think the thing, what you said though, has is it that something has changed? And I'm wondering, is it now that so so we've said these ones were so probably even that one was you're probably looking around what 2015, 2016 mark would it be? If yeah, yeah, that, that might have been a bit earlier. That probably was kind of more towards you 2011, 2012, I think. And I know obviously KSI was huge on or started out hugely on YouTube. And I'm thinking, yeah. is it because some of these were more YouTube and now it feels like TikTok is kind of taking over for crazes rather than challenges maybe? And it feels to me like TikTok is more individual, personal, because you're doing it on your phone where, wherever you're at. And is that something to do with it rather than setting up grand scale things that you could do on yeah yeah YouTube. that's probably too true because i guess tiktok has kind of taken the world by storm in the fact that nowadays it's like trends but they're just much much quicker in their rotation like if you think about how many dance challenge trends there's been on tiktok over the the the, the um like coronavirus period yeah there'd yeah. literally be too many that you could even reasonably begin to count so maybe it's just a case of yeah it's become a little bit easier as well to kind of get involved in challenges that are just for the sake of being a little bit fun i mean you know we, we've been talking about it previously we were like you know is there any tiktok trends that we can jump on um, i just and, want to and, be and able to doing... do it properly <laughs> That's all. Yeah, i feel like me and you are, are unfortunately probably not going to be too good with the dance ones but we can give it a go <laughs> <laughs> they're probably the ones that will be more watched though <laughs> yeah 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 that's true we'll do one really well but it'll be the tragic ones that do the best yeah with my back i'm not doing any dancing um <laughs> well it'd just be good for various reasons we've still not been able to really meet up so it'd be good to actually do that and and get somewhere we've still got to do our um jaffa cake challenge for the world records that's what i'm do. looking forward we to do. that's what i'm talking about <laughs> but yeah so so is it that tiktok now is can be a person on their phone just do something there and then and upload it i mean i have to I, I've, I think i've said it before on the podcast and i've said to you loads of time i'm a massive convert to tiktok i love tiktok no when i first heard of it i didn't i wasn't interested because i just used to hear hear people talk about it as that app like you said where you just do a new dance you, you dance and put it online and i thought well what's the interest in that but good thing about social media as well is that i think it's giving creative people the ability to put themselves out there again when they probably might not have had the opportunity before or had the inclination to to do it i mean you know like we've we've always say that the, the x factor now and things like that bear with me this is going somewhere so you know like the x factor <laughs> and what's it what's the other one a britain's got talent you know, we, we, it's a bit cliched now and, and they've probably gone a bit past their prime. But there was those people who probably would never have... I mean, Susan Ball, for a start. I mean, you go back and watch that audition of hers and she probably would never have had a chance to do that elsewhere. Do, do, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is with TikTok and YouTube, how many creative people, how many... I mean, there are some people I love, you know, they're just so funny what they're doing. And they're so simple things. There's a guy, I can't remember, and I know I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's Zach Knight. It is, yeah. Yeah, he right. started off, was it on Vine, I think, or Tumblr? One yeah, I think he was like one of the original Vine, like, OGs, I'm pretty sure, um, with like crazy effects and like cool, like six second loops and that sort of thing. I, I remember him on, on that platform. And and I know now he's, because I think he's done stuff for like the, jurassic world films and stuff like that so he's obviously deserved that because 
the creativity he's done if we didn't have these would he would he have been able to get that out to the world so, so do you see what i'm saying you, you know you can now have a talent you can broadcast yourself without having to rely on other people yeah you can kind of you know social media is maybe creating superstars from a generation that previously you wouldn't have have discovered so whether it's that you've got an amazing voice and you're great at singing or again like you've just said with like the amazing ability to edit and that sort of thing ultimately social media has given you the ability to platform yourself rather than having to rely on you know a talent show or the news or getting picked up you know by an agent or something somewhere so yeah it's true actually it's given people the ability to kind of you know ultimately make livings from from stuff that they're amazing at but just would have never have had the opportunity to showcase if it's encouraging people to highlight or develop a that creative side yeah go go for it i mean like like i said you know how many creative people have we not had in the past or have we lost in the past because they they thought they were talented maybe didn't have the confidence or the the knowledge of where to go to get get it out there but like yeah, I said, now you, yeah now you just need a smartphone and an internet connection yeah yeah it's true actually like you know it kind of makes me sad that i'm not particularly talented at anything um because i feel like this is the generation that you'd be able to 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 all of a sudden become a superstar but you know maybe maybe i just need to find that talent but yeah it's true i mean i i can't remember i think his name is sam sam Ryder, i believe on tiktok maybe and it's a guy that i followed just by virtue of the fact that i happen to be scrolling down my for you page and he had one of the most unbelievable voices I've ever heard. And my immediate thought was, why is he not in the charts? Why has he not got a number one single? Because the voice is unbelievable. And it's true. You think people like that 20 years ago never would have been picked up. They would have been singing in down the street and somebody would have said, oh, he's got a nice voice. And that would have been the most of it. Whereas now you've got a million followers because you're able to showcase that talent online. And again, another very, very cool thing. Yeah. And also I think, is it easier because you don't see the people? You do, do you see what I mean? So if you had to go out busking, you've got to put yourself out there and yeah, see those yeah. people and see their reactions and if if they're either laughing or, or you know or, or or applauding. Whereas if you're doing it in your bedroom, you can get your guitar and you just point it. You point yourself at the camera and just upload it. You don't have to feel like you're intimidated with an audience yeah because it's almost a, a bit less of like a, an initial judgment i guess because it's true i guess like like you say when you when you have for example a busker that's standing on the street he's going to get disapproving looks from people whereas someone that just puts that video out yeah okay they might got comments from people that don't like them afterwards but in reality the swarm of support that you're probably going to get if you're if you're good at what you do is going to be way way above and beyond than you'd ever receive in real life if it was face to face but the thing as well about busking is at the end of the day you might not have made anything. And that doesn't mean you're bad. I mean, the thing is, how many people, even if you walk past a busker that you really like, do you always put money in into that? You probably yeah, don't. You, yeah, you probably yeah. stand, listen and think, well, he or she's got a bloody good voice and move on. And also, what's the likelihood of, if you're busking in London or Manchester or New York, trying to think of big cities across the world or Paris, you might be spotted by someone potentially. But if you're doing it in the local village around the corner here, you're just singing it to to the locals right it's, 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 so yeah, at least yeah, if you put yeah. it on youtube twitter facebook tiktok you're going to be seen and get those likes and then potentially that's how how things go viral um well i guess as well if you were to link it to something else as well i noticed it maybe again kind of towards the maybe mid 
twenty tens. Is that what they're called? Twenty tens. Yeah, tens. The mid tens. Yeah. <laughs> um, the mid tens. Because <laughs> um, we're in the twenties now. The mid tens. Um, there was like a, an explosion of what was you know like freestyle footballers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on yeah. like YouTube, Twitter, and obviously the the likelihood is is all of these 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 footballers that that were putting these videos up were probably all like guys that were in academies previously and just didn't quite make it. But at the same time, social media has allowed them the opportunity to still do what they want to do and reach a humongous audience to get paid to do it as well. I think like the F2 freestylers, like some of the biggest in the UK. And then I think there's like the free kickers who were a German group. But again, like that's in, in and of itself an entire an entirely new like sector when it comes to sport, I guess, because these videos go on millions and millions of views. And again, it's just not something you would have never have turned the telly on and watched a guy put a free kick top bins for, for 10 <laughs> minutes. But people genuinely watch that now on YouTube because there's a market that's been created for it. Yeah. And and it goes back to kind of us. I think we may have said it in in the, um, the TV episode. I'm not sure. But again, with social media um, and guess with this i'm i'm thinking more about your youtube and your tiktok side of things you can watch stuff that's aimed directly for you and and, you know and 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 people you can then just just keep seeing and watching the things you're interested in and surrounding yourself and the things you're interested in you you know i I think for now that the the different social media platforms we got are fairly different for various reasons aren't they i mean Instagram is far more for the the picture. I know you could put pictures elsewhere, but Instagram is still well. It feels to me that it is far more for the the visual side of things. Uh, yeah, it's like picture. your own personal album, isn't it? Yeah, that you can share. Yeah, yeah. TikTok is your your your, your short videos, your fun, you know, your funny videos. Facebook still feels to me a bit of a mixture of things, really, doesn't it? It's um, you know, just a post and feels to me around here like there's a lost cat in the road they get a lot of those posts you know there's a, there's a missing yeah. yeah. whereas whereas 20 years ago you'd have to put a poster on every lamp post in your yeah. town all you got to yeah. do now all of a sudden you put one post on facebook boom dogs found cats found no 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 stress i do love these <laughs> local um groups for various cities and and, and kind of what kick things off in those groups <laughs> yeah well you know yeah you know what maybe social media even on a smaller scale like you know in terms of how has it actually really benefited your lives in a practical way it's a case of well nowadays every business has got a social media page you know exactly what every business is into when they're open if they're closed if there's a problem like your local area with yeah, modern yeah, day yeah. facebook groups you know everybody's a member of one of their local facebook groups just because number one is probably a better drama that you love listening to um or watching it kick off um, but also because there's useful stuff you know oh no the bins haven't been collected this week i wouldn't have known that if i went in the <laughs> facebook room <laughs> yeah but but that's it and also does anyone know a local plumber who can help out or oh, i've got an emergency yeah, 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 electrician yeah. You, you get a lot yeah. of that so again it can it can help with those um i managed to pick up some some paving slabs quite cheap actually through <laughs> the, the basic <laughs> marketplace but there was a couple of things I, w- I wanted to say actually and i'm gonna scoot back to something so again i think the feeling of community for me is a big one. So, I mean, I love my nerd and I love the Comic Cons. I mean, can't wait for those to be back to normal after sort of COVID and stuff. You know, on Facebook and Twitter, you've got the the groups specifically set up Comic Cons or fandoms, which are great because, again, not a lot of people I know are particularly into that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so I can then talk to it or, or, or see posts from like minded people. And the main one is sort of doing this, this podcast. I mean, 
since we've started, obviously I'm using Twitter a lot and already like the amount of other podcasts who are following us and, and talking to us. And it is a great little community. I mean, at the moment, there's, there's probably just too many to shout out. But just the fact of doing this was great. And the two of us doing this, we didn't know kind of how this would go. But the fact that we've got sort of over 200 podcasts following us and the the kind of the community that you feel from that and the encouragement is just great because as well and, and that's the thing it's like a community that shares the same passion and ultimately it, it's so easy to find that now like I, I don't know if i'd said this previously um about again kind of along the same lines as what you're saying about how you can find communities tailor-made to exactly what you want to find like you know I, one one social media that i've joined really really late maybe only in the past year was reddit oh, okay and yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. reddit there is literally a community for everything yeah the most niche ridiculous thing there's probably a reddit community for people that collect paper clips (laughs) right as a hobby and there is people that will share that passion with you i mean i personally not not into it but if you do that there is there are genuinely people out there for everything you came to that one quite quickly yeah 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 it's one of the ones (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) looking for super rare ones but um but yeah i mean again kind of a real world example i've always been much more into youtube than i ever have been traditional tv youtube's always been my thing and i remember my girlfriend initially being like why do you like youtube videos like they look so boring it's so stupid they're all ridiculous and i was like because there is a youtuber for everything that you could imagine if you like building lego there is someone that will build Lego sets and you can watch it and you can be involved in that community. If there's somebody that plays football or does freestyle tricks, there's someone for that. Do you know what my girlfriend's like now? She sits and watch Sidemen with me <laughs> because now she's into it. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I'm like, yeah, this is actually not too bad. I'm like, I told you. I told you. Social media. <laughs> I, no, it's, I mean, I, I love, I, I think I've said before in the other, one of the other podcasts, yeah, YouTube for me was great, especially um when I fell ill with covid at the start ashens larry bundy triple jump there's a guy called tech moan i like you, you know i think because again it, it just feels like it's it's curated for you it's, it's tv or it's entertainment for you I, I think you can also get shared experiences so just to quickly pop back to like the, the podcast side of things for a second so the first couple of episodes when i was editing this how difficult i kind of found those or this the learning curve and also you know we we were struggling for a the first few episodes at least with audio levels i mean if people could see the outtakes and and like the swearing i was doing with my microphone where it, <laughs> it, it was like it felt like i was talking at the bottom of a canyon 100 miles away from you but seeing other people post like there, there, there was um one of the podcast counts said you know what was been the things you, you you'd learned the most or something or what two things would you change you'd like go back and and make sure the audio levels right at the start. And it's like, yes, so it, it wasn't just me then. It's not me being a complete <laughs> idiot. You know, these are things that you go through. I think we can also get learning experiences through them or, or to be encouraged by things and say that it's not just you that it's happening to. Yeah, and do you know what? I think there's a bit of like um, feeling secure like when you've got people that can relate to like mistakes or you can people that you can learn from because ultimately that's what it is when you look at for instance podcast communities you know you all share experiences of the mistakes that you've made previously or what you would change and ultimately what that does is help the next person that's coming along not to do that and so it's kind of like a sense of security because you realize that you've kind of got people to rely on who have had the same experiences as you and again that you can only talk to over social media and that's your only interaction but you actually have the the sense of community and the sense of security from them 
by fact of the 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 fact that you share kind of like lived experiences <laughs> it's like um and i just said it there especially in the first few episodes the amount of times i said um and then i was cutting them out <laughs> And I think there was a tweet and it had a, 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 a gif of some sort and it said that feeling you get when you've edited your last um out. And I thought, yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. And there's someone saying, yeah, I can actually see it before it comes up. And I'm thinking, yes, I've got learned, I've, I've learned how to spot them a mile off now. Whereas something I was annoyed at myself about or, or upset about, I then started laughing at it. So <laughs> it was, um, you, you kind of flip, flipped the table on that. There, there is one more thing though I wanted to say, but was there anything else before we kind of move on? About I had maybe one more um, social media trend. It kind of links go for to, it, go for it. to YouTube. And it's also, again, a good example of charity, just in terms of social media and how social media can do lo- loads of good in the world if, you, if you're into doing good and that sort of thing. Strange coming from me because, again, I'm <laughs> the evil one of this podcast duo, but here we go. Um, but I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was called Team Trees was the project. No, I can't say I've heard of it or recall it anyway. It was started by Mr. Beast um, and Mark Rober. Do you know who Mark Rober is as well? No. He does like um, invention videos online or like cool, like a social experiment kind of videos. Um, right, one yeah. thing that he went viral for was where he um, set up like fake um, like Samsung or packages being stolen. And then he video recorded the people that had stolen them by right. having, like video, like cameras in the packages and that sort of thing. But anyway, besides the point, but Team Trees was basically an initiative to plant 20 million trees before 2020. So this was started, I believe, in like autumn of 2019. Um, so it's basically a dollar donated equaled a tree planted um, and it went massive on social media mr beast was one of the ones like the ones pushing it and obviously he gets you know 100 million video- views a video nowadays yeah. um but they ended up raising i think 23 million dollars which was actually more like three and a half million more than they'd actually intended to and again it was just by virtue of the fact that so many people saw that video you had the likes of your pewdiepies you had the humongous humongous creators all of a sudden jumping on board and again it was just for the sake of planting some trees and you think again how would that charity have ever ever got that traction without the support of social media it would have never have happened they could have been a charity knocking door to door for the next 150 years every day 24 hours a day they would have never have had the same results it does feel like now it's you have to have that that social side you you, you, it's almost like you can't not have it now yeah i mean again even on like a smaller scale it's difficult to use specific examples because there's been so many of them but i'm sure you've seen instances where you know there's like a video that goes viral of someone having a horrific experience or like um i think it had happened with you know like a a fast word uh, fast food worker in the states with like a customer that was being horrifically rude then all of a sudden the just giving page pops up and you've got people halfway across the world making donations and that person's got 50 grand like knocking about for them and and you think again stuff like that is actually quite cool and quite wholesome to be fair yeah that's it the ability to help someone again on the other side of the world that you wouldn't you wouldn't know about you can you can help a person out that's that's pretty amazing really yeah and that that was kind of i think from the way that i looked at social media and you know the actual proper good it does when you look at like how much good you can actually get out of it i think yeah the charity stuff's quite cool because it gives you the ability to reach an audience that you could have never have imagined. Yeah. The just giving stuff's cool and then obviously, you know, proving it with, with, with quarantine, how important it's been. We haven't even touched like the obvious stuff about, you know, following your football team, following your gaming interests or any, any hobbies. But the, 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 the one thing I did want to mention at the end, and I want to be careful because I have got an idea for a future episode. So I want to try not to tread on my own toes about it, but are we also you know, able to, to talk to 
the celebrities or the sports stars, you know, can you tweet? I mean, there's a couple of people I know and the reactions people get when they are tweeted back. So for me, there's Ricky Gervais. He, he tends to engage a lot on Twitter. I think with with people that tweet him and his fans and Mark Camel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I see it all the time. It's like people saying, "Oh, it would it would make my day if if he tweeted me." And he tweets them, and it's made their day, and they go they go crazy. I mean, I think someone once tweeted, "I think Mark Hamill could just tweet the word tweet, and it would go viral." And I think he did just tweet the word tweet, and then everyone <laughs> everyone was liking it. It was something like that. But I'm thinking it it gives us that level of closeness to the people we watch on TV, the people we idolise from the sports terraces that we couldn't have before or didn't have before. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess, you know, it used to be fan mail, didn't it? Celebrities would get letters and now all of a sudden they can pop on their phone. You can send one a DM. I mean, the likelihood of them answering it potentially. But there are some that do. Um, and that's actually true. That's quite cool. I can't think of any celebrities that I've had interactions with. I think I think maybe Jack Mate again, YouTuber, tweeted at me once. I think Philip DeFranco again, YouTuber, tweeted at me once. And I remember it's true, like what you say. I was just like, so I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this person's tweeted me. I was like, that's amazing. I mean, but even at my well, age, if I'm to get a response, I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd go, uh, <laughs> you, you know, all starstruck. Absolutely. Do you know the, is it called Cameo? Oh, the um, the message service. Yeah, yeah, like video message. And I know that you pay for those things and that sort of thing. But again, even like the ability to buy your mate, like a message like personalised from a celeb that they might absolutely love is something that you would never have had the opportunity to do. That's It's actually a very, very cool thing, to be fair. I'll tell you what, then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> okay. If you had the opportunity for anybody to like have a Twitter interaction with you, who would it be? Oh, wow, you've really, you've really put me on the spot there. Twitter interaction. Who who would yours be? I'm going to throw that back at you because I'm I'm the older person here, so I'm going to throw it back at you and get some time. I would probably say it's difficult because there are so many cool celebrities that I guess you'd want to know and like have the ability to have a conversation with. I guess probably maybe someone like Leonardo DiCaprio always enjoyed the films, feel like it's proper superstar level. Like imagine if you got a tweet from him, yeah, like yo, my guy, how are you doing? I'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking mine would definitely be musical. And I think mine would be actually quite funny because he probably would respond. Like right now, I'm thinking I'd probably love to um, I'd love to have a Twitter exchange with uh, Liam Gallagher, I think. I, I, oh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You, I, I should have, I should, you should guess and preempt it. I knew it was going to be one of the Gallaghers. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, I absolutely loved Oasis. And you know my, you know, sort of my love for music, and and I absolutely still love Oasis, and I, I love his um, Liam's solo stuff. But he's another one who on on social media does tweet a lot, does does look like he's up for a laugh, and and does tweet. But I've just not tweeted him because I, I wouldn't know what to say. But I, I'd love to have a Twitter convo with him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know what? Then I'm gonna throw in a um, like a, a special uh, a bonus bonus celeb, and that's only because of their presence on social media, and that would be James Blunt. Yes, yes, I was gonna because mention, he yeah. will legitimately just quote a tweet from somebody who's criticising him and absolutely rip him apart in the most beautiful way possible, and I think it's hilarious. So I feel like I might just start sending tweets to him, being offensive, just to see if I can get him. <laughs> uh, not not from our account, please. But oh, it's, no, 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 no. <laughs> he also what I like about him is if I'm right, he because people don't at him often, so it's like he's gone out to find people, isn't it? I think he's yeah, curious. he's actually searched his own yeah, name on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah, to yeah. be like, who's talking shit about me today? <laughs> but he's actually quite 
self-deprecating about himself as well which some yeah, you know, yeah. which i think is quite good so, so yeah so he was actually someone else i i had on on my list in terms of you know people who interact and it it literally can make someone's day week month year do you, do you know what i mean to yeah. get that so so i guess if um leonardo dicaprio and liam gallagher are, are listening to this <laughs> give us a tweet <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe we we'll start adding them, see if they want to come on at some point. Yeah. Cool. I think I think that's everything I wanted to say. Is there anything else? From well, yourself? I've got one thing, and in preparation for this social media episode, I feel <laughs> like this is going to be really offensive to you. Uh oh. So I went on my my personal Twitter account and looked at my Twitter following, and I noticed one that was particularly interesting. And obviously, oh, yeah. you 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 mentioned how you loved something earlier, which was your Xbox, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I get followed by official <laughs> Xbox, and I know that they didn't follow you back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Xbox, please. What's going on? <laughs> i tell you what, I'll send them a DM for you, because, you know, we can exchange the messages now. <laughs> right, on that sad note, I think we'll end it there then. Oh. <laughs> No, if so, yeah. If you if you've liked the episode, give us a review on on the platform you listen to. Drop us an email if you want at castingviewspod at gmail And we've mentioned it as we're talking about social media. You can you can catch us on Twitter at at castingviews. And this catchphrase is going to stick. So we'll finish by saying, we know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. <music> Right, you join us for this extra special added bit to the podcast because as we uh, switched off the recording, Lucio went mad and almost smashed up his recording equipment because he'd forgotten <laughs> another follower of his, which he he wants to express. So, Lou, t- tell tell us who else who else you're followed by. Well, I mean, my personal Twitter account is slightly limited, and I only have thirty five followers. But of those thirty five followers, one of them happens to be. The one, the only, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Valkyrie. Um, what was that really crap film that he did um, <laughs> about being in space? Oblivion, that, that one there. <laughs> Tom uh, Cruise. Minority you know... Report, Vanilla Sky. Uh... <laughs> um, and you know what? Um, do, you know, do you know how I ended up getting a follow? How? Um, I went to see the film Oblivion at the cinema. And this is genuine. This is 100% dead serious. I went to see Oblivion at the cinema when it came out. And I thought it was one of the worst films I'd ever seen. And I genuinely, I still hold that, hold that this day. And I remember tweeting out from my Twitter account, Oblivion was shit at Tom Cruise. And I got a follow. No maybe, word of a lie. Maybe he it thought you said it is the shit. I don't know. Is that what you kids say? Is that... Maybe it was, maybe I'll drop into his DM, see, what, see how he's doing. I haven't checked in on him. Well, I, well I, I'm I, I'm not going to mention names, but I'll, I'm going to drop it on a bombshell that I am followed by an MBE. So I'm going to leave oh, it that's, there. That's we, pretty good. We may, re, we may, uh, we may um, announce it at some point, but yes, I have an MBE following. So, Thus ends the extra edition special um, post-credit scene for the podcast. <laughs>